0: So today we are going to speak on what I said last week the baptism of the Holy Spirit Jesus our subject today is Jesus baptizer of the Holy Spirit Jesus baptizer of the Holy Spirit now I trust that you were blessed last week that you were blessed through the divine attributes of the Holy Spirit that you you learned from that experience. But not only learn from that experience that you you grew from that, that word that was spoken last week. Now I'm going to speak this morning from Mark 1. Just if you have your Bible this morning, just go to Mark chapter 1. Mark 1 and we will be reading from verse 1 to verse 8. Mark chapter 1 from verse 1 verse eight. mark chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 8 i would also encourage you just to make sure that you take notes notes on your electronic device whether it's a phone laptop tablet anything even notes if you can just write it down on on paper uh, I would encourage you to do that but let us read Mark chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 8 the Word of God says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ the Son of God as it is written in Isaiah the prophet behold I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate. Locus, he ate locusts and wild honey and he preached saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, very important, after me who comes, after me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you, listen to this, I have baptized you, this is John speaking, John the Baptist, I have baptized you with water But he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit other translations will say the Holy Spirit and fire God bless the reading of his word Now I I said we are still on our Holy Spirit series and We spoke regarding the divine attributes of the Holy Spirit last week And we picked up from there That the Holy Spirit is eternal. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. The Holy Spirit is all-knowing. In other words, that the Holy Spirit is also holy. We we spoke regarding those attributes last week. But this morning we are going to speak about Jesus being the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. Now from, from the Chapter that we have read now from Mark chapter 1 from the verses that we have read now We have read from verse 1 to verse 8 But I want you to notice from verse 1 to verse 3 Mark recalls the prophecy given by God through the Prophet Isaiah Regarding John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus. So that is what Mark did in verse 1 to verse 3. So uh, it is also said that John being the, that John who will come will be the prophetic voice in the wilderness. John will be the prophetic voice in the wilderness, which serves as a brilliant lesson to us as the church, to those who will become part of the church. It serves as a brilliant lesson to us that John was the prophetic voice, but the prophetic voice of John was not subject to a building but to a mandate i I don't know let me just say that again the prophetic voice of john in the wilderness was not subject to a building but it was subjected to his mandate which is a great lesson because that that tells me that during this difficult time of this pandemic that the church in this time may lose buildings But it is important that we never lose the voice in the wilderness of one crying out, prepare the way of the Lord. But that's not uh, our, our, our message this morning. It's just the overview that I'm giving regarding verse 1 to verse 3 this morning. But if you look at verse 4, this is what we are going to get into regarding our message. If we look at verse 4, the Bible says, john appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance listen to that he proclaimed a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins so he started preaching regarding the forgiveness of sins you you see john was was in the wilderness baptizing and proclaiming this baptism for the forgiveness of sins but i i want us to highlight two things two important things this morning from this verse the the bible if you look at it in verse 4 you will see that it was it was john preaching regarding repentance for the forgiveness of sin the first thing that's the first thing i want us to highlight it was also he did an acknowledgement of the kingdom of God that was at hand. If you look at the the, the book of, of Matthew you will see when John spoke to these people and when he preached to these people John actually preached that repent for the kingdom of God is at hand which John referred to the gospel dispensation that would come with the Christ. Then the second thing I want us to highlight is not only did he preach repentance And forgiveness of sin, but he also baptised them with water. And therefore, verse five says, "And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were out, were going out to him, and were listen to this, and were being baptised by John in the river Jordan, confessing their sins." So we we highlight two things. I said. The first thing we're going to highlight is the fact that he preached remission of sins. And then the second thing that we are going to highlight is that he baptized with water. If you look at verse 6, let us look at verse 6 this morning. The word of God says, now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. So Mark gives us an appearance of how John looked and what John ate. So he gives us an appearance of John the Baptist in verse 6. But in verse 7, very important, John speaks to the people. He has a conversation with them and he says to them, after me, listen to this, after me comes he who is mightier than I, very important, he who comes Will be mightier than I am. In other words The strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie And then John says to them I have baptized you with water But he will baptize you with the holy spirit. Like I said other translations will say the holy spirit and fire Now in verse 7 That we just read John proclaims to the people the coming of the Christ after Me comes he who is mightier than I. So in other words, he proclaims the coming of Jesus the Christ. Then he makes a very important statement to what I believe is the most important key in the born again process. Most important key for me in the born again process. See, this is the most critical kingdom key to understand being coming born again. John delivers first of all a distinction in baptism and and if you disagree with me to the fact that he actually delivers a distinction in baptism, you have to look again at verse 7 because in verse 7, John refers to Jesus being mightier than himself. In other words, John also acknowledges that the baptism that Jesus would administer would be greater than the baptism that he was at that point administering. So John baptized with with water, but Jesus would come after him, baptize us with the Holy Spirit. In other words, Jesus would not administer a natural baptism, but he would administer a supernatural baptism so john baptized with water but jesus would baptize with the holy spirit and fire now we we cannot continue without looking at the word baptism itself the word baptism itself in greek is baptism which means to immerse to wash or to make clean immerse wash or to make clean that's what the word baptism means Now, having said that, I want us to notice this, theologically. First thing that I want us to notice is the water baptism of John. So, with the water baptism of John, the agent, the the baptizer, is John the Baptist himself. And then the immersion comes with water. And then the third thing is, repented people are the subjects so in other words john is the baptizer he baptizes the people with water but then i want us to look remember those three things that i just mentioned now but now we are going to look at jesus being the baptizer the baptism of holy spirit jesus is the baptizer in that he immerse, he immerses us with the holy spirit And believers are the subject. Now, remember, I said with with, with John, the subjects, the people who were being baptized were repented people. With Jesus, the subjects who are being baptized is believers. In other words, remember, when you preach, people come to Christ. They repent from their sins. But then when they are in the body of Christ, now they are believers and those believers need to be baptized with the holy spirit so they are the subjects of the baptism with the holy spirit now i mentioned format of three i said it is the baptizer and secondly it is the immersion and third it is the individuals who are being baptized but now i want us to note this three as well if we look at 1st John chapter 5, 1st John chapter 5, 1st John chapter 5, you can just turn there if you have your Bible, your phone, if your Bible is on your phone, you can just go there quickly to the 1st John chapter 5 verse 6. The word of God says in 1st John chapter 5 verse 6, this is he that came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. So in other words, what now, this is not John the Baptist. This is the Apostle, John the Apostle. So what John is saying here is Jesus Christ is he who came by water and blood. Then he goes further by saying not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that bears witness. were referring to the Holy Spirit here, John says it is the spirit that bears witness. Because the spirit is truth. Now, regarding this verse, I want us to notice the Apostle John refers here to water baptism. So when he says that Jesus came by water, he's referring to water baptism and the administration that was done by John. In other words, John baptizing Jesus in water or with water. Then the second thing is, he says not only by water, but by water and blood and the blood that he is referring to here is a reference to the bloodshed for the remission of sins, our sins, for, for, for the forgiveness of sins. So he, he points out that the Holy Spirit was a witness to both these works. To the water and the blood that he just spoke of. He points out that the Holy Spirit was a witness to both these works. Because when Jesus was baptized by John, the Holy Spirit witnessed. Remember the Holy Spirit anointing Jesus Christ for the work of ministry. And when Jesus was crucified for our sins, the Holy Spirit witnessed. In Matthew 3 verse 16, The word of God says, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. He was a witness to the water and then Hebrews 9 verse 14, the word of God says, how much more will the blood of Christ listen to this the blood of Christ? How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, the Holy Spirit, offered himself without blemish to God purify our conscience from dead works to serve the loving God? So that is evident that the Holy Spirit was witness to Jesus being baptized with water and to Jesus being crucified for the remission of sins then in first john verse five that was first john first five first john chapter five verse six now in first john chapter five verse seven then john goes further he says listen to this very important for there are three that bear witness in heaven the father the word and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Now I, I, I want us to notice that because John here refers to what we spoke about last week. We spoke regarding the Godhead. We spoke about the Trinity, the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. But if you look at it, John says here, Father, Word and the Holy Spirit. Now word there does not mean the Bible. Word there is the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself. If you look at the gospel of John chapter 1 verse 1. Then you will see what he's saying here is there are three that bears witness in heaven. Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. And then he says these three are one. Remember what we said last week. We said one in essence, but distinct in role with the Trinity. So these three are one and they bear witness where they bear witness in heaven, which brings us to verse 8. Listen to that. He says, these three bear witness in heaven, and verse 8 says, and there are three that bear witness on earth. So these three that bear witness on earth are the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. So, they agree in one. Now you see, that is very important to understand, that these three agree in in one way, not in heaven, but here on earth. Spirit, water and blood. Now the Spirit in this text is the Holy Spirit whom John refers to here. The Holy Spirit. And then the water is the water baptism. Baptism in water. Then the blood here represents the remission of sins and if we start the other way around remember how i read it now was spirit water blood but if we start the other way around we will hear blood water spirit which brings me then back to john the baptist because if you look the way he preached when he preached the first thing he said repent for the kingdom of god is at hand blood remission of sins and then the bible says those in jerusalem all judea and around the region of the jordan were baptized water so we have blood and then we have water and then john said the one who comes after him is mightier than him he will baptize us with the holy spirit and fire so now according to the to to first john We have all three with John the Baptist as well. We have blood, water and spirit. In other words, we repent from our sins. We are baptized in water and then we need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And these three agree as one. Very important. They agree as one, which brings me to this point that I want to share with you today. That that we cannot stop with water baptism. Remember most of the time people repent from their sins and then after that they are being baptized with water. You see, a a lot of people after being, after repented from their sins, being baptized with water, that they never overcome things like sin. They never overcome circumstances. And the reason for that is these three agree as one, you 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 cannot go through the repentance phase through the blood, through the water, and then leave out the spirit. You need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit as well. Because we we for the fact that we we go through the repentance phase and then we go through the water, no, no wonder we most of the time sit with people or believers who were who, who started out by repenting and then after that they were baptized but then let's say two months later they are back to them old selves, are back to their old selves and, and this is the reason why that happens because the process is not complete we need the word we need the sorry we need the what the, the blood the water and then we need the spirit You see, if, if, if the baptism with the Holy Spirit does not take place, you, you will fight sin in your own strength. You will fight your circumstances in your own strength. And, and I guarantee you, if that is the case, it will wear you out. Because now you, you, you are trying to be justified. Later on you will start trying to be justified by works and not by faith. You will start trying to 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 do things all on your own. Start trying to look holy and, and do things on your own. And you will not succeed. You will not have victory over sin unless you receive the Holy Spirit. You are baptized with Him. You see, unless you are baptized with the Spirit, the Christian journey will start feeling like a burden and not like a blessing. Let me say that again, unless you are born of the Spirit, unless you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, the Christian journey will start feeling like a burden and not a blessing. And that brings me to the conversation that Jesus had with with Nicodemus the Pharisee, a religious leader in Israel. The Gospel of John chapter 3 verse 1 The word of God says, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. Speaking to Jesus now, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. In other words, Nicodemus said to Jesus, no one could do the miracles he did unless the omnipotent power of God was in him. Then in verse 3, Jesus answers him after making that statement. Jesus answered Nicodemus and he said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, Jesus here has a discourse with a religious leader from Israel who who was also expecting to to see the Messiah come and establish a kingdom to the Jews through birthright. In other words, they they had this entitlement that came with, with them being descendants of Abraham. But Jesus says to him, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. See Jesus here spoke to to Nicodemus regarding second birth and that without second birth it is impossible. He is unable to see the kingdom of God and the word see there means I do in Greek which means to perceive discern or understand. So Jesus is saying to him. Without him being born again, he would not be able to perceive, discern or even understand the kingdom of God. No wonder Paul states in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God because paul speaks here about those who who has understanding regarding the gospel dispensation the, the kingdom of god and then in in john 3 verse 4 nicodemus said to him he replies after jesus said Unless he is born again, he would not be able to see the kingdom of God and he replies and he says how can a man, he asked Jesus the question, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? See, Nicodemus here expressed a, a lack of understanding just as Christ stated before. He expressed a lack of understanding just as Christ stated before. He could not see. he could not perceive what Christ was saying. He could not perceive the things of the kingdom of God. And therefore, Jesus answered him. He said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, listen to this. Unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. The word unless there means If not, in other words, Jesus said to him, if one is not born of the water and the spirit, if one is not born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So we all know that as soon as we hear the word end, it expresses two elements in addition to one another. The word end right there takes back takes us back to the words of John the Baptist. Remember what John the Baptist said? He said he baptizes with water, but Jesus will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. So so these two elements, water and then the spirit in addition to the water. And some will argue Theologically and say this text here refers to the Jewish purification of water in the Old Testament. But even so, if, if you argue it that way, even so, it still doesn't, it still does not negate the importance of spirit baptism. It still doesn't negate the, the, the importance of spirit baptism. Because the importance of spirit baptism is, it, it, it is so vital to understand. Because I, I want to say this morning that you, you may be able to look spiritual and still not have the Holy Spirit. If you look at Acts chapter 8 verse 14. Acts chapter 8 verse 14. The Bible says... Now when the Apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, listen to this, they received the word of God, it was preached to them. They sent to them Peter and John, called for Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them, listen to this, that they may receive the Holy Spirit, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Listen to this, very important verse 16 of chapter Acts chapter 8. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then they, then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, what am I saying here? I am saying that it is, <laughs> it is possible to sound spiritual and not be spirit-filled. It is possible to look spiritual and not be spirit-filled. It is possible to lead in church and not be spiritful. It is possible to have a position in church and not be spiritful. It is possible to know the word and have knowledge regarding the word of God and still not be spiritful. It is possible to pray and not pray in the spirit. It is possible for you to fast and hunger yourself and not be led by the spirit. The, the, the importance of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is stressed by Jesus himself in Acts chapter 1 From verse 4 to verse 5 Jesus said to his disciples The Bible says and while staying with them he ordered the other versions would say he commanded in other words It was not an option He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Very important. I I mentioned that it is not an option. It is a commandment. We, we, we cannot go through life, we cannot go with in our Christian journey, in our Christian walk, we cannot go without being baptized with the Holy Spirit. It is a commandment, it is not an option. Because if we go without him, we start becoming traditional about things. If we go without the Holy Spirit, Church becomes what someone called a social club. I love what Reynard Bonnke said. He said the less Holy Spirit we have, the more we need cake and tea to keep the church going. It is very important that we receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and that's why we are still dealing with petty things. Within the church even. That's why we are dealing with discrimination, racism and all those type of things still in the church. That's why we still have groups that are separated. That's why we still think we are better than one another. Because of the lack of this work, we are not baptized with the Holy Spirit. And if that doesn't take place, we will continue to lose the battle to sin and the battle to circumstances. In fact, I'm, I'm saying to you this morning, that the baptism with the Holy Spirit is so vital. It, it is so vital that you do not only overcome sin but circumstances. Because some of us were supposed to take authority over certain things that the enemy throws our way in life a long time ago. But because we do not have the confidence, we do not have the Spirit dwelling within us and that authority is not there. To speak over those things and to overcome those things, we are still battling with things that we were supposed to have victory over years ago. And it is important for us to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Because not only does Jesus baptize us with the Holy Spirit, but He empowers us when that happens. And I'm going to speak a little bit about benefits. Of the Holy Spirit of, of of being baptized with the Holy Spirit benefits of receiving the Holy Spirit with Him dwelling within you The infilling of the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak about benefits in the next few weeks Because it is very important that we understand that It is important for our victory as Christians I, I want to end today by saying John preached. John baptized with water and that's where his commission ended in that process. But John could not baptize anyone with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And may that be a great lesson to us in the church today as church leaders that we can preach about sin. We can scream at people all we want. And people can come to the altar every time and we can take them and we can have a beautiful baptism service but unless after that they are being baptized with the Holy Spirit you will, might have to follow the same pr- process with the same person again just as John was the baptizer and water was the form of immersion today we leaders we are the baptizers and we use the form of water with the immersion but by no means can we expect people to love holy after that without the Holy Spirit see this is important for us to understand that we may no longer be pitiful Christians that loses every battle to the flesh or to circumstances but that we may operate in victory. And that is my challenge to us this morning, that the work may be complete, that it may not start with repentance of sin, baptism with water, and then i've made it but that we may complete the process after we are being baptized with water that jesus will baptize us with the holy spirit and fire shall we pray father we are so grateful this morning that we can still Hear the word of God. We do not take it for granted. We are so grateful this morning that we can still learn from your word, Lord. We are grateful this morning that we are still breathing this morning. For there are so many others that are struggling with the air that they need to breathe this morning. But we pray for them this morning as well. We pray for your touch over them this morning, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Most importantly this morning, Father, We pray, Lord Jesus, that you baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I pray for a generation that will awaken in South Africa, Lord, that will be spirit-filled and that will worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord. That will understand your word and also walk in the power of your spirit. I pray this morning in Jesus' name, Lord, for every person listening here this morning, watching this morning, that will watch after this. I pray, Lord, for the God encounter, that they will finally meet with you and that they may be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I pray, Father, and I say thank you that you gave your only begotten Son that we may not perish but have everlasting life. And for that, we will forever give you the praise and the glory. So we pray, Lord, help us to live in victory and empower in, in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this morning at The Rock for our online word. We are so grateful that you are tuning in. Please continue. Just look forward to the next few weeks as we will speak about the benefits of being baptized with the Holy Spirit, the benefits of being Spirit-full. We will speak regarding that. I, I, I pray that God continue to bless you, that God continue to strengthen you, and God continue to give you the victory. Give you the victory within your church, within your household, where you are. I pray that you stay safe and that you and your family make it through this time. May God bless you. To those who are struggling, lost people, we are praying for you. May God bless you. Thank you.